Welcome to The Journey is the Reward. I'm Brian Coleman, and I'm here with my co-host, my captain on this journey, Micah. I've been a frequent flyer for a large portion of my life, and most of my travels have been on United Airlines. As a result of flying around the world, I have flown over 2 million miles as a member of their Mileage Plus program. I have earned lifetime platinum status as a result. This year, I've set a new goal for myself. I want to fly 3 million miles within the next 18 months, which will earn me 1K status for life. Micah and I will talk about planning and booking of travel, hotel programs, we'll share personal stories, the passenger experience, and who knows what all else. Our goal is to document the journey as the reward, so let's get started. Micah, thank you so much for being my captain on this journey to achieving 3 million mile status with United Airlines. I look forward to you helping me document this trip as we take our listeners along for the ride. Well, thanks for inviting me along for the ride. I'm really glad, though, that you're doing the 3 million miles and not me, <laughs> because we're talking about 18 months, 3 million miles at, let me think, 166,000 miles a month. Why are you trying to earn 3 million miles on United Airlines? Well, I want to achieve the lifetime 1K status. And with that, there are a bunch of benefits that come along with it. But I don't think the story is nearly as bad as what you've said, because I have 2,673,390 miles so far, which means I have 326,610 miles to go, which basically is, oh, 160,000 miles over the next 18 months. So it's really not so bad. So I'm really looking forward to having the benefits of the 1K status and the prestige, if you will, that goes along with it. And mostly, I think I'm just crazy. Yeah, so it's only 18,000 miles a month. That's not so bad. That's only what? The circumference of the earth is 20. Let's not even get into it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. so what, what the heck, why did you decide you wanted to do this? Well, I've always wanted, I can't say I've always wanted this because heck, when frequent flyer programs were first started, I didn't know that this was even a possibility. But once I got to 1 million, I thought that was pretty cool. And I was on my way to 2 million and United changed the program and came up with a new class called Platinum. And the lifetime requirement, had I flown 2 million miles at that time, I would have had my 1K status for the rest of my life. But because I added this new tier, I now had to fly 3 million miles. And I really thought that it was out of reach, except this past Christmas, I was over at my friend Stan and Teresa's house and we were having Christmas dinner. And I was talking about how close I was and how I've always wanted to achieve this status. And she said, well, why don't you do it? And I thought for a minute and said, well, there's really nothing stopping me. Sure, COVID's crazy. And a lot of people aren't flying, which could be a positive. So maybe if the planes weren't that empty, if airfare was really low, maybe I could do it. And I said, yeah, maybe, you know, flying, 75,000 miles for the next three years might be a good thing. And she said, well, why don't you try doing it in a month or two? Just do back-to-back-to-back trips. And I thought about that thinking that was kind of really crazy idea and that I probably wouldn't survive. It wouldn't be all too good for my body. So I said, okay, let's compromise. Let's do it in a year. And then I was thinking more 18 months is a more realistic goal. So that's how we got there. It all happened from a Christmas dinner. Wow, Christmas really can be an inspirational <laughs> holiday. <laughs> Here we are starting our own, or your own podcast. I'm just sort of coming along for the ride. What should our listeners expect? What, I mean, what, what, what's going to happen? What's the format of the show? What kind of content are you going to be? Are we going to be able to bring? 
Well, I think one of the things that I want to do is, unlike our friends at the Airline Pilot Guy that has a three-hour show, I really want to keep this to about 30 minutes or so. Wait a minute. Uh, you and me talking <laughs> together yeah, and know. trying to talk for less than 30 minutes? That's the goal. It's important to have goals like it is having the goal of flying 3 million miles. My goal is to keep these shows under 30 minutes. I really want to talk about the passenger experience of each of these trips that I go on. I think it's going to be important to explain frequent flyer programs along the way, the positives, the negatives of them. And part of this journey is I really want to share it with the listeners. I want to have meetups along the way, and I want to interact with passengers on the plane as much as possible or the flight crews. So having some interviews with them, I think is really going to be a lot of fun. Just documenting the journey just having a conversation with you every week or so, uh, depending on our schedules. That's really what I'm looking forward to. Now, I guess you're going to be doing this from the air because if you're doing this every week or so, you're, I mean, you can't possibly have time to sit down in front of a computer. I'm, 18, I'm just trying to think about a million miles, 326,000 <laughs> miles in 18 months. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine that. And, you know, I love to fly. But, but let me ask you, what you love to fly. You, you, you have already 2,673,000 miles or some odd number like that. Yep. What, what is it about flying that you love? How did you get started on flying to begin with? Yeah, there are two separate questions there, really. One, what started me with flying was my father. Father was in the Air Force. You did a wonderful job of documenting that experience on the Airplane Geeks. I need to find the episode number so we can put it in the show notes here and people could go back and listen to that clip. But it was really uh, my father being in the Air Force. I think like many kids whose, whose parents have been in the Air Force, they've inspired their career in aviation or their passion for flying in one form or another. I kind of wanted to become a pilot and never had the time or the money at the same time. So being a pilot uh, kind of went along the wayside. But another really important factor in driving me, uh, developing my passion for flying was my mother. When I was in high school, my mother owned a travel agency. And I'd get to listen to her talk about all the various places around the world where she was sending people. And it just seemed so intriguing to me. That's what really drove my, my passion towards aviation. And then when I was 21, I moved from New Jersey to California. I had to fly back and forth to see my family. My family's very close to me. So uh, several trips back and forth between California and New Jersey, it, it got me joined in the frequent flyer programs. Now let me see if I can do some quick math. When you were 21, it's 2022 now. So that was back in what, 1898, right? <laughs> right, right? Right around there. Yeah, something like for the gold rush, if I remember correctly. <laughs> when did you join a frequent flyer program? What inspired you to do that? And then what changes have you seen over the years? I mean, we'll get into that in more detail yeah. now, but just basically, how did you start on this and when? I started originally with Continental and my United Mileage Plus started in 1988. And there's actually one of my little beefs that I have with United is they didn't join both accounts properly when the two airlines merged. So I'm missing out on some Continental miles along the way. So I feel as though I've actually been a member longer than 1988, but at least according to United and all the records that we're working with moving forward, it's 1988. And really the reason why I joined is one of the benefits and probably still the primary benefit is you could get a free ticket. 
And my grandmother was, of course, living in New Jersey. I was in California and her being fairly old and a grandmother. Uh, if anything were to happen to her, I wanted to be able to fly back to New Jersey to see my grandmother if either she was sick or had passed away. So that was really the inspiration for me joining the program was simply to be able to get a free last minute ticket so I could go see my grandmother. So let me ask you this, because if you joined in 1988, there were, by the way, we joined frequent flyer programs and I was with Continental too most mm -hmm. of the time. And in fact, my United number is still my Continental number, uh, which I know by heart, but we joined within a year of one another. Uh, so we, we, we started with the same plan, but back then I was a member of a number of different frequent flyer programs. As was How I. And are you still a member of any? Have you, do you have miles on any other airlines? I do. I have a little over a million miles on American, a few less than that on Delta. And I was a frequent flyer member of some airlines that are no longer in business. So that's done me no good. Also way back when, I, although I don't think they ever had a frequent flyer program, there was People's Express and I flew them several times across the country. So yeah, I unfortunately had the very, the wrong strategy. It was a really bad idea uh, back in the beginning where I joined every program and I tried to fly as much as possible on every airline, figuring I'd earn just a free ticket on everyone so I could fly once wherever I wanted to go. And I never understood the benefit of consolidating all of my spend and flying on a particular airline and earning that higher status. Had I done that way back then, I'm sure I'd be well over 3 million miles now. You have 2 million miles now. Actual paid, what I refer to as button seat miles. So yes, I've flown more than 3 million miles on United, but many of them have been mileage plus redemption tickets. Therefore, those flights don't count towards million mile status. So how did you end up with 2 million miles? Well, I was very fortunate. My career has been in the computer industry. I've been very, very fortunate that I was director of international sales for a company, and I always describe my job as though I traveled around the world and drank with people. Being in sales, I think that it's really important to have that personal relationship with your partners. I did my best to travel the globe and be with my partners and help them be successful in selling our products together. Most of these miles are actually from work. I spent a few years actually in Japan. Every six weeks, I would fly back and forth between America and Japan. So I worked for a Japanese software distributor, and that brought me back and forth a lot. One of the things that I like to do, believe it or not, again, this is years ago, late 80s, early 90s. If you bought a business class ticket between Los Angeles or San Francisco and Tokyo, it was more or less $2,500. If you bought a business class ticket to Taipei, to Hong Kong, to Singapore, and did a stopover in Tokyo, it was approximately $1,800. Therefore, I would spend a weekend in some other city and save the company money. So I got to fly further and save the company money, and that's what I did. So I got an awful lot of miles by going to Singapore, Hong Kong, Taipei on my way to and from Tokyo. See, this is why when we travel together, you handle the air, I handle the ground. We'll talk about that more on another show. Yep. <laughs> so mostly international travel. What about domestic? Do you, do you still fly domestically or did you fly a lot domestically? 
Yeah, I also flew domestically. I, uh, back in those years, I flew a lot to Australia. I've been fortunate enough where I've been uh, all over Australia. I've done over two dozen trips there. Been fortunate enough to go to Europe several times. Really the only places, the big places that I haven't been that are still on the bucket list are Antarctica and Russia. I've been fortunate enough to really travel every place else. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to crossing those two off the list. These days, as far as domestic travel, I still go back to New Jersey fairly often. And my mom uh, currently lives in Florida and I'll do trips to visit her in Florida as well. And that's going to be an upcoming episode. And you know what? I'm just going to make this comment and, and I'll give out an email address in a minute in case this upsets anybody. But what's uh, based on the current political spectrum as we're recording this, you're more likely to find a comfortable and good flight and easy way to visit Antarctica than you are going to Russia. But that's another story. <laughs> yes. And just so the listeners know, if we ever say anything that offends you, I've created an email address called I'm really offended at yahoo.com. And I monitor the email address. So please, if we say anything that offends you, send an email to I am really offended at yahoo.com. So, you know, we said we were going to try to keep these short. Why don't we wrap this up? But before we do, tell our listeners, you know, I know there are expenses associated with putting this together. And fortunately, you haven't put any onto me. And I appreciate that. <laughs> but but you've certainly incurred quite a number. If we have listeners that want to help us out or, or, or work with us on this, how can they do that? I have indeed set up a Patreon page. And what I would like to do is refer to it as you could pay for an upgrade. So many podcasts refer to, you know, buying me a cup of coffee or buying me a beer or making a contribution somehow. But like you've said, there are an awful lot of costs. There are so many costs that I never thought about when I started this project. So there's the expense for the web software development, the hosting of the video files and sound files, the recording equipment that we have, the software licenses, like I said, there's just an awful lot. Your salary that goes into this show. Um, yeah, people think I'm doing this for free. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your checking account will reflect that. So yes, if there's any way that any extra pennies that people have that they want to put towards this, it would greatly be appreciated. It, the money will absolutely go towards the cost of, of the show. At Patreon, there are a few different levels that, that I have, and I think I've cleverly named them where there's the economy product, economy plus. We have even a global services category, and that one's kind of neat in that if you make a one-time contribution of $1,000, you could actually join me on one of these trips that I'm, that I'm doing. So I'm quite happy to make all the arrangements for the plane ticket, for the hotel, all you have to do is show up at the airport and all of your expenses will be covered through your contributions. So I guess you're actually paying for your own trip, but I'll do the work and we can have a meetup. And basically you're getting a personalized concierge travel service. Can't get any better than that. So that if people is. want to go to Patreon, where, how do they find it? So they could go to the website, which is thejourneyistherewarded.org. The important part being the .org, the .com was not available, which is really unfortunate. But if you go to thejourneyistherewarded.org, and then there's a donation drop-down menu tab, whatever we call them in website development these days, and you could go and click on the Patreon link from there. That sounds great. So 
that's our first episode. How'd we do? Yeah, really look forward to some feedback from the listeners. And yeah, let us know. Uh, you can send an email to me at brian at airplanegeeks.com or info at thejourneyistherewar.org. Either way, it'll get to me. And if you have any complaints about me, send them to Brian. Looking forward to see people the next time we do this. Do we have any schedule, by the way? Yeah, we do. It's on the website. So you could go to thejourneyistherewar.org and then click on the schedule. And that's where the schedule is. If you're in any of the towns that I'm going to be and you want to do a meetup, send an email. We'll schedule a meetup. And I think the next show, when it comes out, we're going to be talking about the next trip that I'm that I'm planning on doing. So from here in Portland, Maine, this is Captain Maniac or Maine Man Micah bidding you <laughs> a farewell. Micah, thank you so much for being the captain on this journey. Fly safely. <laughs>